Hello there, my groovy cats and kittens. It's Tressa Street. I'm Lou. <laughs> what? What was that about? I don't fucking know. I'm trying to change it up. Are you being a robot? A little bit. I don't know. I kind of just panicked in that last minute. Would you be a sex bot? I would have sex with a sex bot. Well, you should. I would like a Cylon, like an old school Cylon. They'll be right around the time the hoverboard drops. <laughs> I think we'll have sex bots well before hoverboards. Yeah, I think so too. Because those new hoverboards aren't hoverboards. Yeah. They're segways without the handle. Yeah, I've seen them. They're dumb. Yeah. Anyway. What's up? What's going on? Nothing. Do we ever introduce ourselves? I started to. Yeah, that's uh, Lou Sess and I'm Jamie Z. Yep, and this is Trash House Street. What where up? we talk about stuff. stuff. And more stuff. And stuff like segways and having sex with machines. Yeah, that's normal. So what's new? Uh, not much. Not much. I had a weird thing happen to me last night. Sex bot? No, it was not a sex bot. It was actually it was a little freaky. Yesterday, I went downstairs to mm-hmm. do whatever. I don't know if like it's allergies or something shifted in my ears, but everything sounded muffled except for our refrigerator, which sounded really loud. That's weird. And that was sitting in my, like, sitting in my living room. And I actually made my brother mute the TV because I couldn't tell what the weird whiny sound was. And he thought, look at me like I had three eyes. I think you have the super cancer. Maybe. It's, God help us, it's a brain tumor. Uh, and that was yesterday? That was yesterday. Hmm, it could have been allergies. And now I'm lucky in that the thing that was muffled was stupid Guy Fieri and his dumb show. <laughs> baby, you're cooking money. Baby, baby. That's my Guy Fieri impression. It's a good one. I'm an asshole. That's my Guy Fieri impression. That's nice. It is nice. But that's about it. I haven't done much this week. Yeah. Just that. You? Nothing much. Ran. <laughs> yeah. It rained a lot. It did run. It rained pretty much every day. It was gloomy every day yeah, this week. I got two run runs in, luckily. And uh, yeah. that was about it. Yeah. Did some research and stuff. Yeah. For school. But yeah. that's about it. Yeah. And I did some research on some music. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Well, it's a good thing because this is a music podcast. I know. I'm in the right place. Yeah. I listened to a little Chelsea Wolf. I texted you as soon as I heard it because I knew you would like it. Mm. Um, she had a single out called Hypno slash Flame, uh, April 1st of this year. I've, as I just stated, I never really was listening to her. Uh, I saw her pop up on someone's like Facebook feed, and I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. It's very kind of goth rock. It's been called Dark Wave Ooh. from the computer. That's what the computer told me. Yeah. Neo-folk. <laughs> And yeah. drone metal art folk. I did see Neo Folk. I was like, what kind of bullshit's that? It's just kind of... I, I don't even know what you would call it. I don't know. Dark Wave makes a little sense, but... But anyway, she's out of California. She's kind of young. Apparently, she is plagued by sleep paralysis. Oh, So right. that kind of makes like... That makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot her, of sense. Her David Lynch-esque videos. Yeah. I didn't see any of the videos. It was... Uh, I saw the one for Hypno, actually. Hmm. It's weird. It's a lot of abstract images... It's very grainy black and white, a la Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like her. She's awesome. It's pretty much like hypnotic, hypnotic vocals over like monotonous industrial thuds. And I don't know if I stole that. Oh, that's from her website. I'm oh. like, I'm not that creative. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she said on her website. 
and it t totally makes sense. They remind me big time of Portishead without the German bass. Her voice isn't as awesome as Beth, but most yeah. people are not. It really reminds me of Portishead. Hypno, acoustic guitars, very like kind of haunting. Then you kind of have her hazy, echoing vocals. It's just very stripped down. I read the lyrics for both of the, the songs. You would think it'd be like a lot darker, but it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was like happy or lucky, but it wasn't as dark as I would expect it to be. Flame was my uh, probably my favorite song off the single or whatever the seven inch. It's more just acoustic guitars and vocals, and you have like some sparring synth coming in every now and then. Um, and her vocals are a little louder, and uh, I guess it's about lost love. But her vo vocals have that like weird echo that you totally would hear in yeah. a head, and I was like, man, this is awesome. And then it also came with three demos, Grey Days, Simple Death, and Survive. And it was kind of more of the same. Simple Death had a little bit of a country feel to it, but they're, they're all very good. I, I really like her. I was very happy to find Chelsea Wolfe. I was like, wow, this is filling in my Portishead yeah. void because I'm a huge Portishead mm -hmm. fan. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, I really liked her too. It's the kind of music, if you're in the mood, you can just lose yourself into it, kind of sucks you in. Yeah, yeah. I listened to Hypno. I really liked it. And as we discussed before the podcast, mm -hmm. I listened to uh, Carrion Flowers, which was actually another single she dropped in 2015. And that one is very uh, doomy. Mm -hmm. It's very sludge metal Portis had a little bit of massive attack in there. But the same thing, slow, plotting, methodical. Mm -hmm. And it was good. I really liked it. Um, that actually good. was on their her album Abyss, which is really good. The ah, Carrion Flowers. Yeah. So she did a couple of videos. They all look basically the same. I'm sure. It's all like B footage of just random images. It her... almost would remind me of the Stupid Girl video. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't even see it. Yeah. It has that seven graininess to I it. I mean, it is. It's... <laughs> But, you know, you're not really, I mean, who watches videos in this day and age unless no, it's like really. a cute little, I don't know, like bunny rabbits or something. I don't know. I, I don't think you were going that way. I was. I was, actually. If it has the explicit label, maybe, or <laughs> if it's cartoons. If it's I don't baby know. metal. Baby metal. Baby metal's awesome. I don't know if they played yet. They were... They're supposed to play in May, I think, uh. so they haven't played yet. Baby metal. And they need to come up with a second album so I can talk about baby metal. It'd be cool. Yeah. What you got? Well, I have the baby metal of Athens, Ohio, which is Druid. Not to be confused with the Celtic priests who built Stonehenge. Oh, I did the wrong research. Or, or a uh, prog rock band from 1976 that sounded a lot like Yes. When I first looked them up to like, listen or whatever, mm -hmm. that's all that was like popping up. And that's what yes comes band, up. And I'm like, eh, I don't And they must have been right. big-ish. Because, yeah, the same thing when I went to re-listen the other day. Um, yeah, I couldn't find them. So I discovered Druid when I fell down that uh, stoner metal hole from last time. Yes. I guess it would be last week as far as the listeners are concerned. Two weeks for us. And I'm actually going to sort of, for the next couple of sessions, go further down that hole and hit the certain songs that I kind of got pulled into. Cool. So Druid. Druid is, as I said, it's a stoner metal. It's a very 70s throwbacky stoner metal song. Yes. You have some... Weird '90s alt rock riffs that I I texted you. I cannot place what they sound yeah, like. Yeah, did you ever figure it out? No, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> then you get some Black Sabbathy vocals. I heard a lot of Black Sabbath. A lot of Black Sabbath. Then it gets really doomy. Some space rocky. A lot of desert music. And back to the '90s. And that's all in the first song. The first song, and, and I 
you would have been so proud of me because yeah. I just put it on when I was uh, I forget what I was doing but um, I listened to the whole thing other than the last yeah. song and I thought uh, it was Odyssey's the first song I believe it's Odyssey's the first song pretty good and the name of the album I should, should have mention. been two songs because there's like a point where there's like no sound so Odyssey is really weird because like I said that's one it's like a very eclectic mm -hmm. it has a bit and of everything in it, it has a lot of breaks and I actually thought I thought it was a couple of songs because usually what I'll do is I'll put it on YouTube while I'm working mm-hmm yeah, I thought it was two and, songs. I was like, oh, this is over And it already? stopped, so I went to look at the track list. I was like, no, this is still the song. So the songs are like 20 minutes each. It's like 18 minutes, I think. It's an 18 minute song. Yeah. Um, like I said, that one was very eclectic, had a little bit of everything. It's good. The rest of the album is fairly standard retro space rock. Okay. Uh, particularly the song Ghosts, which is a very Pink Floydy guitar riff heavy instrumental nah, without I, I the totally blues. agree with you there because I, I was thinking Pink Floyd I forget what song and but it had to be that it's good. and I would say actually a little too close because upon second listening I was like it's the bass line is almost the same bass line as Breathe from Dark Side of the Moon okay yeah not quite yes but anyway it was really good I'm glad I really you said that because I didn't write anything down when yeah. I was listening to it but. it didn't hit me right away I was like oh if you're into that stoner psychedelica flashback stuff it's uh, a very solid album yeah i liked it i thought it was um, pretty damn good yeah had that yeah the whole it had so many different genres in it you had like groove metal stoner rock desert metal yeah. like it was just everywhere at um, one point the, the lyrics are very close to sleep um i forgot there's sleep. lyrics yeah well i mean that's the other thing yeah it tends to be the lyrics are almost it's inconsequential background. to just the long like solos and yeah but yeah anyway solid album Love it. Cool. When was that out? This year, actually. Okay. I think February. Okay. Speaking of long songs and metal, yeah. I listened to some Bosk. Bosk. Not to be confused with the Transdotian bounty hunter who hunts Wookiees. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's 100% what yeah. I knew. Yeah. And incidentally, if you search for Bosk on YouTube, it's all vid it's like videos from Empire Strikes Back <laughs> at first. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, like they it. dropped an album, Audio Noir. April 1st. They're a Brit band from Kent. Just to kind of explain on the website, I went to Death Wish to... It's hard, it's hard to describe them. Yeah. Death Wish described them as hypnotic repetition and layered instrumentals. Then it takes a turn into a stoner doom territory. And I totally agree with that. So you know who they reminded me of? Oh. Um, especially the beginning of the first song? That kid, David Maxim Mickick? Yeah, that we I did see that. We reviewed, I reviewed this guy in an earlier episode, and it's very eclectic. Yeah. And same thing. I think they guess they'll call it ambient, just to be done with it. But at least with him, you have like this girl's vocals, which are yeah. pretty amazing, where this one, when it's vocals, there's so much in the background, and it's just like sludge doom. Like I'll say. And I, I loved it, It was though. before the second time, before I realized there were lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, they're very experimental post metal slash rock and it was her first album since 2013 seven songs 46 minutes long instrumentals with some sludge slash doom vocals contrasts to my notes right like contrasts uplifting almost i don't want to say happy but it's kind of just light-hearted to a point into like total noise rock with like grinding guitars and drums and then you hear like these growling vocals in the background yeah, it's, it's weird the way this, it really kind of evolves from this not rocky instrumental and just gets heavier and yeah heavier and, and it's but and they, and they do it very well and it works as i said the first track the reverie i guess it starts off like kind of that like 
more, I don't want to say lighthearted, but just kind of just straight metal. And then it just, you know, takes that turn. My favorite song is Heliopause. And it has a total like stoner rock feel to it. It has like, starts like a bunch of like, I can't even explain. (laughs) (laughs) But it has a stoner rock feel to it. Feel good. You know, a lot of kind of like monotone, not monotone, but just kind of the same riffs over and over again. And then it just turns into like these doom rock. Like, but it works. Um, It kind of reminds me of, if you ever listen to Misery or Amoebics, slightly like that when it goes into like the doom rock. Oh, I forgot to say too. They used to when they were touring back in the day. They would tour with Cult of Cult of Luna. Yeah, they'd run to be a lot of Cult yeah, of Luna. Baroness, her Baroness, and Hope Conspiracy. And I mm. totally kind of see that, like yeah. why they'd be on that uh, that Frog bill. metal. Yes. You ever listen to Death Heaven? Either. They're not bad. I don't think I have. Remind me a little bit of that. Like a couple of the songs remind me of uh, some of the songs off Baroness's uh, Green and Yellow and Green album. Um, it's just very hypnotic and then gets interrupted by sludge. I liked Kobe, if that's how you say it. That's kind of monotonous guitar and drums. And as I said, it, like each song kind of like turns this corner and it's like a just a barrage of noise. And But but it's good and it works. I also liked Adam Smasher. And that even starts off kind of heavy and sludgy. And then it kind of gets lighter towards the, the end, which is was kind of different for yes, the album. Refreshing. Like, uh... And it's a really good song. Usually this isn't my thing, like, I, but I, mm-hmm. it totally worked. Yes. I thought it was awesome. I, yeah. l- it I was listened awesome. to it a ton, a ton of times. And as you put it, it's, it's 100% my thing, and I loved it. And actually, I found, I had a hard time listening to anything else once I started listening to that Bosque album. The, yeah, I kept and, coming back to it, because yeah. there's just there's a lot to it. That's Bosque. Give it a listen. Yeah. I like it. It's awesome. Yeah. They're on Death Wish. Hmm. I would like to see them play live. It'd probably be yeah. crazy. Cray. Cray. What you got? I was thinking just... <laughs> no, it's I'd like to cry. see him live, but just trying to sit through like a 20-minute song. <laughs> Which, interestingly enough, I was... Um, I bought tickets. We bought tickets. We're going to see uh, one of our favorite bands, Garbage. Yes. And I'd actually... It'd be what? How many times have you seen Garbage? I don't know. I'll have to do a count. I think but, it's um, my fourth. I said more than four, definitely. I, I think it's all three times the last tour. I, oddly enough, not to cut you off, I hit three... And then I end up not seeing the band again. Something always happens. So that's yeah. what I'm like, uh-oh. That's going to be my first time going into but, Other um, than Best Death Ever. But. Anyway, that doesn't count. You see Best Death Ever every night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Best Death Ever. <laughs> the little Best Death Ever Junior. <laughs> but no, so what I start to say is I almost bought tickets to another show. Yes, which we brought up. Playing all of Drama, which is one of my favorite albums. But their encore is they're playing two songs off Tales of Topographic Oceans, which are... Tr- like 20 minutes songs each. So I can't imagine... Where at? Uh, shitty Atlantic City, which was a factor. Uh, I fucking hate Atlantic That would have been cool to see, though. It is a cathedral to human misery. But anyway, I waited to buy tickets, and then Garbage announced that they were playing the Fillmore. Well, I texted you. Well, you texted me, and then... It, it like that day, like all the pre-sale stuff came out that night. So I had people like texting me and like well, that's the thing sharing is, like, on Facebook. I was like, yeah. I no. had everyone texting me or people at work emailing me, be like, your boys and girls coming, blah blah blah. Anyway, that was a long way to go. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. So I'm gonna change it up a little bit, Jamie. I'm gonna do something different. Oh, what are you gonna do? It's my podcast, I can do what I want. I well, guess. it's our podcast, but yeah. I can do what I want with my time. The second band I was going to review was sort of a non-starter. I tried to hit it twice. Could not get into it. Remind De- me a lot of Sia. 
Yeah, I, well, uh, like I said, I want to review it next time. Yeah. I want to give it another chance. It's The Bird and the Bee, which I have loved all their earlier stuff. I heard this album wasn't as good as the other one. Like, I have only I think that's my general gist, but like I said, I want to review it again when I'm in a fresh mood, when I'm not just so doom-laden, as it were, this time. Got to freshen up. Got to freshen up. Got to cleanse my palate. Yeah. Instead of uh, reviewing a band. Yeah. Does um, it start with a B? It does, in a way. I am going a to review. No, I have one of those in my 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 butt boof, plug. My boof hole. <laughs> I am. Well, let me finish. I am going to review. <laughs> You're bad. Ugh. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm afraid Beanie to talk. <laughs> Stop it. That make you leave and lock yourself in my bathroom while I. Oh, B. That's a B word. All right. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I'm trying. Bumblebee too. Stop it. Oh, that means that's a code word. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Anyway. You're doing a, I gather a book. since I am going to review a book, Under the Big Black Sun by John Doe and... From X. Yes, and Tony DeSavia, who's a uh, record guy, and friends. And it's a book about the, uh, the genesis of the Los Angeles punk scene. 76 to 80, because there's nothing more punk rock Jamie, than a middle-aged geek reading a book. <laughs> that is for true. It is for true. But, um, so it's John Doe and a whole bunch of other people who were on the scene writing about their personal experiences with L.A. and sort of the evolution of punk rock from basically nothing. John Doe arrived in L.A. from Baltimore, Baltimore. I didn't know he's from Baltimore. And he knew John uh, Water or oh, yeah, John, John Waters. Waters. Yeah, oh, huh. apparently they used to drink in the same bar and stuff. But That's anyway, cool. so yeah, he's from Baltimore. He still looks good for his age. Too. He does, yeah. Um, not exine. No, not so much. So there's no music scene when he arrived, basically, because it was all like weird disco, and in LA was kind of a shithole. And the scene formed. So it's all these people telling essentially the same story for different points of view. So you get little tidbits, you can piece certain things together, and I'm not going to spoil the book because it's really good for the most part. It's a bit pretentious, as only a book written by aged punks could be. Yeah, um, they have nothing else better to do. And most of them. Um, John Doe actually has a fairly John active acting career. No, I know. And a few of them. He was in um, the Jerry Lewis movie. Great yeah, Balls Great Balls of Fire, of Fire mm-hmm. and then uh, Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. And he's in a bunch of stuff. He's apparently in over fifty movies. And he was in Live Freaky Die Freaky. Ugh, live Freaky Die. I don't count. Same that with as Jane Wheel at Weedland. Yeah. So yeah, a number of people that like wrote chapters. Um, one of the most interesting was Jane Weedland of the Go Go's. I never quite realized how instrumental in that early punk scene the Go Go's were. And in fact, I listened to some early demos. Uh, there might be one playing under us even as we speak, and they really do sound like an LA punk band. From what I can piece together, the early scene, like I said, which runs from like 76 to 80, uh, died. And there were sort of three things that, whether they were symptoms or causes, remains to be seen. But the first one would be a Darby crash of the germs killing himself with heroin. And at that point, the heroin epidemic was sort of taking hold of L.A. The same day as John Lennon. Same, oh, really? Yeah. So he, like, so he totally got overshadowed yeah. as John Lennon died. Well, really, Darby crash of the germs be... Glowly, you know, news and the. Though they actually um, were on the Billboard charts, like they got yeah. they that record got. Uh, I forget who put it out. I have to look it up. Yeah. Um, 
they were like up there. Mm. People knew who they were. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so there was that. There was um. Who produced it? I forget. Exine's sister. Okay. Oh, Joan Jett. Yes. Joan yeah, Jett. Joan Jett did. Sorry, that's in the book. Uh, Exine's sister got killed in a DUI with her boyfriend or husband. And apparently that really soured... With Exine's boyfriend or husband? Or with no, her? No, okay. Exine's older sister okay. and her older sister's boyfriend and or husband. I don't remember okay. which. No, the only reason I... Do you know she was married to Vigo? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually thank him as a special. Oh, cool. And then the third thing would be the Orange County hardcore scene sort of hitting L.A. and making things less tolerant. So it's, a, it's an interesting book. Um, Mike Watt of The Minutemen mm-hmm. tells an interesting story where... The final tour they did, they toured with a young band from Athens, Georgia called R.E.M. <laughs> and he says, yeah, like the guys were really cool, but all the stage crew, they were just total shitheads and mean to him. So it's a good book. Worth reading. Yeah, I might have to borrow it afterwards. Yeah, I, I'm done reading it now, so you can take it with you. Cool. Speaking of books, teenagers yeah. read books. And they, I... <laughs> one, teenagers don't read <laughs> no, books. But anyway, true. go ahead. The last thing I end up listening to was this band, Teen Death. Uh, they had a single out, or a seven-inch out, drug slash dark life. They're from Richmond, Virginia. You would like them. They're very alt-rock grunge, fast, catchy riffs. Just they're musically, they remind me of Nirvana, which everyone would, like, a lot of people say. Vocally, no. The, the singles, both of them, I think, equal to like two minutes and thirty seconds or whatever. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's nice and quick. I thought it was awesome. They had a. An EP out called Crawling that I, I just downloaded a, a few weeks ago, and I I just think it's really good. I've been on this kind of grungy kick with, like, culture abuse. And yeah. Teen Death is also on, um, the label is uh, 6131 Records, and they put out kind of, like, that alt-grunge, punk, skate rock. Teen, teen Death also reminds me a little bit of Fiddler, but they're fun if you're looking for something. That, that's, if that is up your alley, you like alt grungy stuff. Yeah, I never. That's the one I never got around to listen. Yeah, to listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it after the cast. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's free on if you listen on on uh, Bandcamp. I do. Yeah, yeah. Bandcamp's good. Or you can buy it for like a dollar. Yeah, I'll listen to it. First. <laughs> I'll decide. I'll decide. And uh, that's all I got. But yeah. yeah, I would say definitely give Teen Death a listen. There, uh, I'm. I'm surprised I don't hear about them. There's so many bands that are just out there. I wonder why they're not yeah. big enough. Yeah? Yeah. So bands. Yeah. And real bands. And fake bands. Fake, fake battle of the fake bands starts wow, wow. now. Yeah, our topic this week was best fictional band. And y'all wanted to talk about it. Yeah. We had amazing response. Yeah. We had a, we guys were awesome. Yeah. I have like a whole page of people. Yeah. So um, before we get into ours and maybe uh, someone else's, mm-hmm. we're going to read off some of our listeners. T. Perrin Mitchell. Dazzler. Yeah. Is he talking about Dazzler? The disco the... Dazzler. Yeah, yeah because she was a... Uh... I was just making sure. Yeah, and her dumb roller skates. <laughs> yeah, I was never into Dazzler. Uh, I like Dazzler as an idea. She was... Uh... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but that's she, cool. She dates Longshot, you know. Dazzler. Is she even in the comics anymore? She is. She's actually gotten all punk rocked out. Um, she was. It doesn't matter. Um, Joey Odoricio, The Wonders. And that's what that the, thing you... The Own Eaters, yeah. The thing you do <laughs> where they play uh, it's... the same song eight, eight times. Uh, not doing so good. Their bass player left for the nom and their whole band broke up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
So what is this Scott Pilgrim band? Sex Sex Babom. Okay, Sex Babom and Clash of the Demon Heads. I don't like Scott Pilgrim. Sorry, it's, um, it's shitty, and I won't watch the movie because I just can't read the comic book. So that's my gripe with Scott Pilgrim. I, I like Scott Pilgrim, the movie. It's like I'm an asshole, and I'm gonna cheat on my girlfriend because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, Let's do, and I have this shitty band, and I'm like 25 trying to fuck a 15 year old. The fuck you, fuck you, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I think she's like 17. I don't know if he's 25. You can feel that way, and you're you're not wrong. It's probably worth watching the movie just to watch Kieran Culkin's character. I heard he's like, really good. Isn't Chris Evans in it, too? Chris Evans is in it. I like Chris Evans. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, Anna Kendricks is in it. Oh, okay. She's got uh, big boobs. Um, what's his name? Rushmore is in it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. So, Sex Bob. Yeah. Joey O. Sorry that I just... I'm not a Scott Pilgrim fan. Yeah, I like Scott Pilgrim. The B-Sharps. The Simpsons. Yeah, it's funny. Josie and the Pussycats. Cold Slither, which I had to look up. Oh, I knew fucking Cold Slither. (laughs) That was one of mine? That's uh, G.I. Joe. So Cold Slither, uh, they'll be joining us soon. A band of vipers just waiting to roll. So the plot of the episode, if you're not familiar with it, was Cobra forms a rock band and they use subliminal commands to control people. Anyway, go ahead. And Mystic Spiral, which Mystic is one of mine. Spiral. Which was Trent's, yeah. Trent Lane's band. Wasn't in Dario. Didn't Mystic Spiral seem, they were never able to get their shit together yeah. to actually play? But yeah, I like Mystic Spiral. Um, he also had the Party Posse, which was amazing. Do you remember the Party Posse on Simpsons? That's when they was like, join the Navy. Oh, that was <laughs> because I like, I just, I recognize it and I could not place it. Um, and Kathleen Turner Overdrive. I think that's from um, High Fidelity, I guess. I can't stand my fidelity. <laughs> I'm not a I know fidelity. people like it. I, I just... don't like it either. The so... only reason I watched it, Catherine Zeta-Jones was in it. Yeah, Ugh, when you watch it for that. I want to watch um, it I was in it. Annie Ryan, you like this. Yes, Ron Torkelson's Armada <laughs> featuring Herm- yeah. Herman Menderchuk. Yeah. I knew you'd be able to get that. But on Sunday, I was so excited about that. Was the... But no one said Tammy and dance. T- Come dance on. Dance and dance. Okay. Uh, my friend Jameson... He did Stillwater and Mouse Rat, which is, is from uh, Parks and Rec. Yes, and actually, they're a fairly good approximation of like a '90s band, Mouse Rat. Is Stillwater the band I from Almost Famous? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kelly Rafferty, The Lone Rangers, Airheads. I had to look that up, but well, I, I knew that. A lot I couldn't of people remember. Liked Airheads. Yeah, I liked Airheads. I just could not remember the name of the band. Yeah. Nick Crowley had a bunch. Cold Slither. Yeah. Together, William Hung and his Hung Jury from Arrested Development. Boys 12 from uh, American Dad. Yeah. And Infant Sorrow. Infant Sorrow. Um, One of mine. So actually, I have the Get Him to the Greek soundtrack, which is all... It's Infant Sorrow and Jackie Q songs. And it's actually decent. I like Russell Brand, but... I, yeah. I watched... Uh, they had something on him um, last night, actually. He's like... It's interesting to watch. I think it's like about his Messiah complex... Mm-hmm. Uh, Stand up or anyway. Yeah, he wears dig- all too thin with me, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he can get very annoying. Yeah. J D. Kariko, sex babam. Of course. <laughs> I, he's like the biggest Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. Kim Grocer, Wild Stallions. Hey, that's my bike, which I didn't know what that was. That was Reality Bites. Oh, all right. I don't even remember. Andy Sherlock, the top boy. Um, the band from Eurotrip. <laughs> Scotty can't, yeah. I can't remember. You know, you know who the lead singer of Scotty nah. doesn't know is Matt Damon. Oh, really? Oh, you know, so you know this. It's basically they just sing about how the girlfriend is cheating on him. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why Scotty doesn't know. 
That's pretty funny. And there's a Fred Durst out Matt Damon in a cameo. Dave Mooney. Together, Gem and the Holograms, and the Monkees. As I just I I have minor issue with the Monkees. I said I had no rules. I don't care. And I said there are a few bands, but I'll discuss same, it one more it's time. It's the same kind of like um, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap? It's kind of the same thing, in my opinion. But the monkey, I don't know. There's like a weird gray area, and yeah. I'll also put another one that's going to come up, but I'll let you finish. Uh, Mark Sakers, Riverbottom Nightmare Band. Yes. Uh, Lucas Murray, another top boy. Uh, Five Neat Guys. Did you see that clip? No, like it, I forgot to watch it. Uh, it was pretty funny. And Steel Panther. All right, so I want to comment on the Riverbottom Nightmare Band, mm-hmm. which is the rock band. It's the metal band. From, very good, Jamie. I yelled at someone for popping their beer cans into the microphone. I felt like I was a like, click. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Taking the cap off of my teeth. Yeah. So Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is the intensive yes. movie. And the bullies from Riverbottom form a heavy metal band. <laughs> and I always imagine that's like one and the same. It's, it's how people who aren't metal fans must picture a metal band playing. <laughs> but at the same time. It sort of distills everything about like a certain brand of 80s metal. <laughs> so I always like the Riverbottom Nightmare Band. I love the fish. Anyway, go ahead. Mark Zimmerman, this dude I know, he did The Philosophy Majors. What's that from? Uh, Steven Universe and Steven and the Stevens from Steven Universe. See, I don't watch uh, Steven Universe. Uh, my brother does. Which one, Matthew? Or Matthew's me? really into Steven Yeah, it's Universe. really good. Uh, and the Bee Sharks. Steve Rodia. Autobahn. You yes. cut off your Johnson. I'll let you know that guy was in a porno movie. He was. He was in Long a, jamming. He's, yeah, he plays the cable guy. I'm here to fix the nine and cable. <laughs> and that was uh, uh, Tara Reid was Bunny. Yeah. Um, She's an info. Deathlock or Death Clock. Death Clock. <laughs> yeah. And from Futurama, Cylon and Garfunkel. All right. So, all right. Death Clock. Yeah. Monkeys and Spinal Tap. And I'm actually going to say specifically Death Clock. So it's a cartoon band. There are two, it has two albums. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the second one was actually number one on the metal charts when it came out. <laughs> and they actually tore as Death Clock. So at what point stop being do they veer into Gorillaz territory where it's uh, yeah. a... They're putting out real music. So Brandon Small, who does that, does Metal Apocalypse, I can't mm-hmm. talk, and did home movies. Yeah. He's a real big metal guy, and he puts out his own guitars and shit. So, I don't, it's weird, but I, I'll consider fi- fictional band. I don't band. care, yeah. yeah. Chris Bradley, Death Lurks, Brain Candy. Mm. Bill Scudder, Sonic Death Monkey, High Fidelity. Vince Blando, Sex Bomb, CB4, which I forgot about. Yeah. And I think that's all he did. Grim Noir. Jim Cahill, Buckeye Bonsai. Buckaroo Bonsai and Buckaroo, the Hong Kong sorry. Cavaliers, yes. which you hated on, I believe. Just. <laughs> I never saw it. So it's a great movie. Um, Electric Mayhem, Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. Yeah. And Ellen, Aim, and the Attack with the Attackers. You hear, like, Electric Mayhem broke up. Janice has hep. Yeah, she's like, I'm dying. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and then Animal had to get put to sleep. <laughs> that was great. Oh, uh, so that was, was like the first, first robot chicken, I think. Fuck you, Howard. I'm dying. Yeah, it's the best. Like, let me see your cats. <laughs> Jared Moore, Sex Bobomb, and W, sorry, NWH. You remember that? Yeah, that was, Fear of a Black Love it. Which love I love. It. So I totally forgot about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a great movie. It's yeah, very it's underrated. It's a great movie. It is the rap spinal tap, they say. Yes. Jake Hentz, crucial talent. Taunt. Sorry, yeah, crucial, crucial taunt. taunt. I can't read my own handwriting. And Wayne's World. That's actually T- Tia Carrera's band, yes, Crucial yes. Taunt. Nick F., The Normal Larrys. I don't know what it's from, but he said the singer's a dwarf. I meant to look up the I, I totally wanted to, uh, He sold me. I got to look it up. Vera Hernandez, Sex Babam. Tony Tops. I have no idea. He said Huster would know who it was. Gloves of Construction. I'm guessing it's Straight Edge. Mm. But I do want to look that up. Kevin Cole, Sex Babam. Death Clock. Lisa Cahill. Josie and the Pussycats. Chris Garofalo, Cherry Bomb from Howard the Duck. I was like, yeah, pretty cool. And April Conley did The Wonders. Who do you she have? also liked the Lone Rangers. All right, so I didn't quite collate things like you did, but um, a few I um, saw that you didn't have was um, Billy and the Boingers, yeah. which is the metal Alan. band, which is Alan. It's the metal band from Bloom County. For the compilation, the second uh, comic collection they put out, they actually had a one of those square floppies with the songs You Stink, But I Love You, and Love Rhino. <laughs> on them and i believe those go for some fair amount of money now and of course i destroyed it because i was a child the shitty beatles oh, yeah, you, have the shitty you know beatles. it's not a clever nickname jamie they're really <laughs> shitty um like i said i'm sorry people i didn't quite collate everything i we had uh, a lot of bands a lot of a lot of different you know people liking different bands i'm not going to mention your name sorry um april <laughs> Helped out. Joey commented some stuff. Nick, JD, Kevin, every the usual crew. Everyone you mentioned. Oh, well, I keep track and write them down. Well, pretty much everyone you <laughs> mentioned, but Alan. Yeah. Like commented on both of ours. You get more comments than me anyway. Yeah. People, you know why? They smell. <laughs> oh, Kyle said NWH. Oh, okay. That'd be the other one. But yeah, I don't get as much participation as you because I'm not cool. You know who is cool though, Jamie? Uh, British people. Especially from Liverpool. Liverpool, which is where... I wonder what the British folk think. I don't know. Maybe we should ask our Brit friend, Jenks, from across the pond. You're so dorky. Yes, I'm dorky. This is a, well, a new segment, which I'm sure you guys know. But our friend Mark Jenkinson is going to give the Brit across the pond reaction to fictional bands. (laughs) What do you got, Jenks? Alright then, well this is a bit of a new one for me, I've never done a podcast before and I got asked to do this and this is apparently called Across the Pond with Jenks. Um, I'm friends of uh, Jamie, who, who does the main podcast, um, definitely don't like the sound of my own voice, but I was uh, born and raised around Liverpool, I was a child of the 70s, a teen of the 80s and a student of the 90s. And so she asked me to, uh, you know, have a look at... Uh, the British perspective of uh, fictional bands. Nevertheless, obviously, I haven't grown up in Liverpool. We have the Beatles and we have a rich heritage of music, but going back to the 60s. But there's not really that many um, fictional English bands or British bands that I could think of. So I sort of uh, went, you know, went back to my brain and had a look like and uh, came up with a few, you know. Um, but, you know, ultimately, you're going to get the same from most people. Um, so try to keep it a little bit different. But, you know, if you go back and you think about, you know, Gemin, the holograms, shite, Josie and the Pussycat, shite, Ricky and the Flash, 
double shite and those fuckers low shoulder in that Jennifer's Body movie just fucking terrible stuff um, so uh, I thought what I'd do is I'd just do you know me uh, top 10 uh, top 10 fictional bands so in at number 10 is The Monkees well, I mean, everybody knows their story. A bunch of jobbing actors pulled together for a TV show that went on to add recording careers. Um, you know, a lot of their songs were no, were written for them, and I guess they started to write their own, and they toured for several years after the show after the show finished. Like, but you know, um, can't really get can't really fault them for that. Um, number nine, the Ruttles, Eric Idle, bit of Monty Python, bit of Neil Innes. Uh, he was a comedian on TV back when I was growing up. Um, obviously, a spoof of the Beatles, uh, songs like All You Need Is Cash, and they got a bit of a movie out of it as well. Number eight, Infant Sorrow. Uh, who can forget the beautiful serenade that he gave Sarah Marshall while singing He Wanted To Be Inside You? Um, I, I personally, I, I can take or leave Russell Brand, depends what kind of mood I'm in. Uh, I think he's a bit of a twat really, but a uh, very smart twat. Um, number seven, uh, going, going back to uh, things I used to watch when I was kind of, you know, at, at that age back in England, but it's the South Park bands, Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld, Faith Plus One and Fingerbang. Um, Jimmy! Have a bit of that then. Uh, number six, obviously, going to David Brent now. Um, who can forget his singles that he, you know, uh, Free Love on the Free Love Highway or whatever the fuck it was called in the office. And then he went on and did that shitty single. And there's got a movie coming out. Um, David Brent, Life on the Road. Uh, number five, I'm going to go with The Commitments because it's just a boss movie. Um, and, uh, you know, it's got so many fucking great one-liners. And Roddy Doyle writes, you know, fantastic uh yeah, stuff like you know and I think this was the Barrytown trilogy I think this was the first one um, and you know the best line in the movie is when Joey the Lips Fagan jumps on his moped and drives off and the dad comes out and goes who the fuck was that he goes he says he was sent by God he's like on a fucking Suzuki boss movie top uh, Alan Parker just does immense work and if you've ever seen Angel Art if you haven't seen Angel Art go see it it'll disturb you and, and sky you forever uh, number four, Spinal Tap. Everyone's going to have Spinal Tap in there. Lick My Love Pump goes up to 11. So many quotable lines. But my personal favourite is, obviously, we, I do these uh, environmental graphics drawings where I have to detail up things that are going to be built for sets and, and uh, you know, uh, signage and pylons and stuff like that. Well, I noticed when they were drawing Stonehenge, he wrote 18 inches instead of 18 feet. So when it came down and saw the tiny... I was like... Yeah, I noticed that earlier. Anyway, um, number three. We're getting into the top three here. Uh, Soggy Bottom Boys. Uh, I think it was T-Bone Burnett who, who did the songs. And that. But what was good about that was if you're going to pin a movie on a song, it better be a fucking good song. Uh, and, and, you know, even in that old-timey, rag-timey, bluegrassy way they were doing it, I mean, they really knocked that one out of the park. Uh and, you know, the whole movie hinged on that, and it was such a great film, too. Just so fucking hilarious. Uh, number two, Blues Brothers. Uh, can't really say any more than that. You know, the, all the musicians, totally accomplished Motown and soul musicians. Um, just great cover versions, Cab Calloway. Just totally boss-like. Um, I actually named one of my school magazines, Mission from God, after that movie, because I was such a massive, die-hard fan of it when I was growing up. 
And then number one, my favorite fictional band of all time is the band that needed to learn how to play guitar to get Eddie Van Halen, but they wouldn't get Eddie Van Halen without a triumphant video. But if they didn't have a triumphant video, they wouldn't get Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen wouldn't join them. Um, Wild Stallions. How can you go wrong with a bit in Bill and Ted? And I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh, Bill and Ted 3, when it comes out, is going to be like. So uh, that's it from me. Um, I don't know if you feel any more enlightened than I do right now. Uh, but uh, I don't know, maybe I'll get asked back. Uh, that's, so that's me, Jenksy, from Across the Pond, and I'll see you later. It's almost like we inserted that in post-production and we just came back two seconds ago. I know, that's so weird. A uh, science. So when you said the commitments, I was like, fuck, I completely forgot about yeah. the commitments. I love that movie. I like that they go to the fundraiser and they misspell heroin. Uh, yeah, I love the commitments. Totally forgot about Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld. It was on my list. And of course, Finger, Finger Bang. Bang. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Which, yeah, I, I like the Blues I Brothers. Had blue. I'm surprised more people didn't say anything. Although they're kind of in the whole um, they, death clock. They're in that weird death clock yeah. where they kind of... Alright, and I, I have a question for you, um, Jenks. What the fuck is Ricky in the Flesh? Ricky in the Flesh? That was that Meryl Streep movie. I don't fucking remember that just, shit. Just out. Really? Yeah. I have no idea. I didn't see it. But. Yeah. Alright. You and your Ricky in the Flesh. Well, he just said it. It was I like know. something different. Um, we know that Jem and the Holograms are shite. Yes, we do. Um, but the Misfits are pretty cool. Oh, my cousin Carrie said a lot of bands when... Uh, yeah, I think she said Jem. She said Jem. She reminded me of River Bottom and... Dumb Ebbet Otter sabotaging his mother's washboard, which how do they make their living, by the way? She's a washwoman, and it's like, I don't know, it's just dumb. It makes me angry. <laughs> so, what do you have? What do I have? I have All a right. bunch of stuff. I have I'm not five. saying they're my favorite. I pared it down. So, five. First off, mucous membrane. As I do it too. John Constantine's punk band. I actually texted Lou. I was like, I'm doing mucous membrane. The mucous membrane. Because I'm a huge awesome. Hellblazer fan. Yes, as am I. Another one. I'm um, ready. Crystal shit. Yes. From the Doors cover band and Bitching Camaro. Love me twice too many. I hope those guys have a sense of humor and don't take a stick horn. This is a good one. The Pinheads. The Pinheads are is Marty McFly's band from Back to the Future. I thought that was called something else. No, they're the Pinheads. They're too damn loud. They can't play the metal bands. They're too damn loud, Jamie. And that's from Huey Lewis, and they're playing a hard rock version of one of his shitty Huey Lewis songs. What are you talking about? Huey Lewis is pretty cool. I don't care for Huey He's Lewis. playing. He's actually going to be around here. He could be playing in the next Mark room. Mark wanted to do a Huey Lewis cover band. It's not my thing. I can't stand Huey Lewis. Like sports. I think my mom, Shar Shar, used to like play the sports cassette in our car all the time. But yeah, Huey Lewis in the news sucks oars. Alright. Next up. And I'm kind of surprised people, at least someone didn't say this one. Cy Snudis in the Rebo Band. The band that plays Jabba's Palace in no, Return right. of the Jedi. Yeah, I'm surprised that, they, that there was no Star Wars. Or the uh, Cantina Band yeah. would be another good one. But um, I'm kind of glad because if I had to hear May the Fourth be May the Fourth be with you, yeah. Or um, my brother Patrick likes the fake reggae band in The Force Awakens. He finds uh, it endlessly funny that uh, Ray comments that she's never seen so much green, <laughs> and then it's like a reggae band playing. Um, I have one more. Mm-hmm. This one's a bit of a deep cut, a bit geeky. Okay. 
uh, Disaster Area, which is the loudest band in the universe as featured in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, oh, okay. a restaurant at the end of the universe. Fronted by Hotback Deseado, who's spending a year dead for tax reasons. You know what else I just thought of? What? The the uh, the chick from Fifth Element, the singer, the uh, the, the one that had the stones in her. Stomach. Oh, the diva. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so weird. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I had a, I have a couple. Just I'm not saying are my favorites. I'll tell you when it's my favorites. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised no one said Drive Shaft, which yeah. is Charlie Pace's band from Lost. I forgot about Drive Shaft. Too much like Oasis. <laughs> The uh, one of my favorites is the Eradicators. The Eradicators from, from Rock and Roll High School. Forever. Yeah, good, Such a good movie. stuff. Something a little different. WWE. There used to be three MB, three man band. I forget who was all in it. I knew Heath Slater, but they were like a fake band. Yeah. I had the the Rock and Wrestling album. Really? Yeah, where probably worth some money. Captain Lou, Captain Lou, Captain Lou. That's Captain Lou Albano's song. Anyway, continue. There was also. A movie called Bad News, which is kind of like a Spinal Tap, but, but British, mm-hmm. and it was pretty much the young young ones doing like oh. a fake band, mm. with the exception of <sighs> maybe Mike. Mike, the... I, don't, I don't think Mike was in it. I don't remember. Q from Juice, from the movie Juice. Never saw Juice. Ah, oh, Juice is so good. Remember the movie Girl? I always talk about. Yeah. Todd Sparrow's band was the color green. I'll say I actually just thought of uh, another one, but I'll wait and see if you put it on. One that I really liked that no one talked about, speaking of John Waters and Serial Mom, The Camel Toes, <laughs> which was L7. Yeah. Which they had to Camel Toes. <laughs> That's when she's like trying to run away and she goes to the concert mm-hmm. and then like Scotty gets like flames thrown on him yeah. or something like that and dies. Um, Blues Brothers. Do you remember Kirk Vane's? From Scarlet Fever. That's the one I thought of. <laughs> and for that matter, when Asia Argento raps. Uh, with Schooly D. Hey, Hashman. Hashman. Oh, I wish I, I hadn't seen that in so long. Uh, you can watch it tonight. But I would say uh, another one people missed Big Fun. Big Heathers. Fun. Oh. Heathers. Oh. And I would say my favorite one, which no one said, Nick Rivers. Don't know. From Top Secret. <laughs> I don't even remember. All right, yeah, okay. I do remember. Skeet surfing. Remember yeah, like shooting? That's a deep cut. How silly can you get? Got yeah. straight in the rug. Oh, yeah. That's what I, I love Top Secret. But yeah. Nick Rivers band. There's a lot of good ones. Be okay, This is a little horse. Yeah. I know a little Japanese standing over there. Yeah, no, my favorite lot is actually. Uh, it's uh it's been a hard day with with chocolate mousse and he just he gives nick rivers the drink and he's like he's like gasoline (laughs) and then he also there's what he shoots up all the people and there's this other black guy comes out he's like my man and they high five for no reason that would not be that's a great movie very underrated do you want to do a countdown of the battle the band who won what sure let's see so i meticulously and using an independent accounting firm went through our facebook posts Tabulated all the bands and the number of likes or mentions from each. And by the way, I like everything. I don't, you so I made it a skewed, probably, but not by that A much. little bit because Jamie doesn't like everything as we proved by my <laughs> list. Starting at the bottom, in no particular order, the fours, the blues, that would be four people liking it. Yes. Cold Slither, the, the Cobra Subliminal Band, Infant Sorrow... 
which is good. Very good. And Buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers that Jamie's never seen the movie, even though it's a great movie. It's a great movie! I'm sure it is. I've never seen The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's it. That's me. Or uh, any Harry Potter. Then the, the Purples. I feel like there's a Harry Potter band that everyone missed. There is a hot, there is a Harry Potter band. I looked it up, but I forget what it was called. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's called the Nerds and the Muggles. By <laughs> so, recess. five. Uh, Dr. Teeth. Mm-hmm. In the Electric Mayhem, which is weird because it's like you got a you got a prog rock guy, you got a surfer girl, you got the heavy metal drummer, and a blues sax. You and Doctor well Teeth, who's probably just passing out the LSD, the, the LSD, oh. yeah, and Rolf, the mm-hmm. the pianist, <laughs> not pianist, <laughs> the O'Neaters. I thought it was the Wonders. Yeah, but they call it the O'Neaters. Have you seen that thing you do lately, or at all? Um, I saw parts of it a long time ago. So that's one of the jokes that appears a couple of the O'Neaters. <laughs> She's shaking her head. She hasn't seen it. <laughs> Jamie's favorite, uh, Sex Bob-omb. Mm-hmm. And of course, the then the Riverbottom Nightmare Band. No dumb Emmett Otter and his sabotaging ways on there. I like that Emmett Otter. I like Emmett Otter. Emmett Otter. I like the Emmett Otter. Emmett Otter. I can't say it either. You <laughs> fucked it up. He's no goth otter. No, he's not. All right. Going up to the Moives, which would be six people. Liked it? The Lone Rangers. Josie and the Pussycats, who at one point appeared in Outer Space. Um, Death Clock. Mm -hmm. And Stillwater, or the Almond Brothers, (laughs) as I like to call them, because they're supposed to be the Almond Brothers, I believe. I've only seen Almost Famous once. And I always get pissed off that they kind of lie and they fuck over Cameron Crowe yeah. proxy. Never saw it. <laughs> I just never saw it. It's okay. I had it on DVD. I sold it. Yeah, okay. Now, far and above beating all these bands mm-hmm. is Wild Stallions. <laughs> Wild Stallions. Um, I always find it interesting, Wild Stallions, because they're supposed to be... The greatest rock band that ever is and ever will be. So great. So, so great. <laughs> and, they, you know, they have a lot of, like, they have a very active stage show with um, time travel and, and death on the bass. Somewhat. You know what? Jane Wielden, we did, played Joan of Arc. Oh, really? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, no. I'm almost, pr- but, almost positive. But to finish my thought, <laughs> they play at the end of the second movie... Well, they, they, they play air quotes. I think it's like Kiss does the song or what. It doesn't matter. But, like, I don't. It's, it's music that's supposed to be like change listening, the world, man. Change, listening to the voice of God. And it's just like, you know, how do you really convey that? I don't know. I didn't. They were just learning their instruments. <laughs> Not at the very end. They go to their time travel camp. Was George Carlin in that too? Yeah, he's Rufus. Yeah, that's what I thought. In both movies. Because you remember the first movie they do the weird close-up of him playing the guitar and it's like, this is the hands of whoever's actually playing the guitar and then him like making these really fucked up goofy faces like he's straining. I miss George 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 Carlin. I saw him live. Yeah? Well, like, live, not like In the flesh, so to speak? Yeah, I saw him in um, 91 at the Mm -hmm. Valley Forge Music Fair. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I have never been to a stand-up show. I've been to a couple. I saw George Carlin, I saw Rita Rudner, I saw Dennis Miller. Oh. I almost saw Dennis Miller. 
This was like 91 as well. He was funny, you know. Yeah. Very political. Was like, I was 13 weird, years old, yeah. so I, I'm sure yeah. 22-year-old Jamie, like now, might, yeah. might uh, <laughs> feel a little <laughs> different. You mean, by now, do you mean like... 22 like, years later. Like, yeah, 22 years later or whatever it was. Close. Shit, would it be 22? I don't, I don't think it's 22. You're what, 43 now? So. <laughs> 38. <laughs> anyway, that's not important. Um, yeah, I've seen like a lot of like... A fair number of sketch-based shows, but I don't think I've ever been to a stand-up show. I'm afraid the comedian would make fun of me and I would cry. Yeah. I'm, that's a real fear. I'm sure it would be. He would be... And you probably would cry. But that specifically, he would single what me would he? What would you do if he just pointed at you or she yeah. and said, Say the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. That's very, very... Which actually, so something I want to talk about... Um, when I was reviewing my, my punk rock book, mm-hmm. um, like it really made me nostalgic for for a scene that I never experienced, even though they, they were all dirty and stuff and I like to be clean. But that's sort of the big thing that book conveyed. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, that's not here or there. That's deflecting. <laughs> yeah. What did that have to do with anything about the Pledge of Because it was something I wanted to bring up when we were talking about that and I forgot. Because uh, okay. I never belonged to a scene when I was growing up. You did. They heard the comic book. Yeah, scene. but that's as an adult, basically. Yeah, like, but... growing up in high school and shit, I was lone wolf. I was like a lone ranger, one of the lone rangers. Yeah. Who had to take over a record station. I'm surprised no one said the Empire Records, too. See, because it's up. a real band. Because it's, I looked that up first. Because um, it's Coyote Shiver. And also, I forgot, yeah, yeah. You gotta imagine Renee Zellweger just gave everybody venereal disease. <laughs> Half the bands in uh, the Battle of Our Fake Bands... Got like uh, chlamydia from Renee Zellweger. There's a lot of fake bands. That, uh, at first, I thought it was gonna be like kind of like everyone's gonna. I was like Wild Stallions. Like you have the ones you go automatically. Yeah, that's the one I knew. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of like little stuff out there. Yeah, everyone has their fave. Like Nick Rivers. I love <laughs> Top Secret so far. Yeah, I like Top Secret too. Good stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, so. What yeah. you doing for Mother's Day? Nothing, my mom's <laughs> My mom's in Florida, so nothing. Yeah, I'm going over my mom's. I'm going to not leave the house probably till Monday. That's or my wear goal. pants. I always wear pants. Mm-hmm. Even to bed. Are you like a no nude? I'm a, I'm a never nude, <laughs> never yeah. Nude. <laughs> and I paint myself blue because I want to be the blue man group. <laughs> That's about it. That wraps us up. You can find us on Trash South Street at gmail.com you can go to our website www.trashsouthstreet.com we have an Instagram that I never go on I never go on either because yeah. I always forget and we want to thank Jenks yeah, for thank you. throwing his two pence in two pence in <laughs> yes. that's dumb yeah it's pretty dumb but yeah, yeah I was very excited and he was able to call into the studio oh yeah and not uh, record it beforehand and we put it in at some point <laughs> no 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 I will most likely put up a complete list of our bands um, somewhere on Facebook or our website. Yeah. I try to start up the uh, blogs on... Did you see I did, like, blog tabs? I have not been there since. Yeah, but anyway, it's very, you have a place to... Rant. Blog, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's about it. Yep. So I guess we'll have Paul Jackson. Oh, that's right. Best stuff ever. Yeah, he said that. I was like, yeah, it's... Uh... I felt like a few people just made up. We're trying to make up band names, like, and not, I think Paul was one of those, like, just making up band names. Oh, yeah. Honest. What was the band name with Goth Otter? Oh, that was Stig yeah, Martyr. Stig Martyr, which is actually from 
Mary Brickthrower. She invented the band name, and then I sort of invented it all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Stig Martyr is uh, Trent Gaiman, Goth Otter, and Penny Dreadful before the uh, Showtime show. series. Yeah, well before. This is like 10, 15 years ago. Oh, and I have a whole document somewhere. Yeah, uh, Johnny, Johnny Plus. John, we're, that's a different show. Yeah. But, well, that's another time. Um, that's it? That's it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for all the stuff. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.